I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Welcome to Very Unreasonable Things. I'm your host, Billy Bone, joined by Daniel Sanders. Hi. And we have a special guest with us this week, Mrs. Sanders, Courtney Sanders, the more opinionated Sanders. How are you doing? I'm good. We are glad to have you here. We are. Glad to be here. Honor to have you. Awesome. So we are going to talk about a movie that was actually brought to our attention by Courtney. And that's going to be the people under the stairs. Unless everybody hates it. And then it was Daniel's idea. (laughs) A movie that's very uh, near and dear to her heart and childhood. All right. So I guess before we get into it, let's just quickly go through like our history with the movie. And we'll start with you, Courtney, since this is your movie. You're, you're the expert, so to speak. You're the big fan, so tell us about it. Tell us about your history with the movie. Well, I mean, it came out when I was a kid. I thought everybody had watched this movie, like, a lot. I've probably seen it over 20 times, but um, Wes Craven is like Stephen King to me. Can do no wrong, so I loved it. I still love it. I still think it stands the test of time. It's twisted, but it's good. Yeah, it always makes our uh, October horror movie list yeah we watch horror movies throughout october so we pretty much watch it once a year so you say the first time you watched it was when you was a kid right Mm -hmm. about how old were you probably like nine so it was a couple years after it came out yeah but just a few what about you daniel yeah i mean uh i think the first time i ever watched it was very young as well but used to go rent videotapes and i remember renting it checking it out because after Nightmare, my mom was, uh, she liked Wes Craven, so did my dad. So they wanted to give it a shot. Nice. They let me watch it. It turned me into the man I am today. <laughs> That's probably not a good thing. So for me, this is actually my first time seeing it. I had seen it in the video stores when I was growing up. I'd seen it in the Fangoria magazines. and Things like that. And the, the cover art on the VHS always made it look like it was going to be so scary. And I just, I meant to watch it. I wanted to see it. And just for whatever reason, it just it never happened until me and Courtney were texting one day uh, about a previous episode. And she brought up people under the stairs. I was like, well, hey, let's, let's do this episode. And I had the movie. I recently bought it on iTunes and I still just hadn't gotten around to watching it. So it gave me a reason to watch it. So how'd you like it? Well, I mean, that's what the podcast is about. I mean, if we just go ahead and say, then there's nothing to talk about. Noted. <laughs> noted <laughs> so people under stairs was released november 1st 1991 directed by wes craven was made Written on a bud- directed by wes craven ah good yeah i thought that was the case i just i actually just wrote down wes craven in my notes and i forgot to read the part <laughs> just did everything <laughs> just yeah wes That's craven said. yeah you know built the sets did the lighting held the boom mic while he was <laughs> <By himself. laughs> yeah was made on a budget of $6 million and then 
brought in a box office of $31.4 million. So not too shabby. No, not at all. Especially considering the time and you know, yeah, ninety one, and probably the little bit of money they put into actually you know, promoting the movie. Yeah, not like they it is today. They wasn't spending fucking millions in advertising back then. Yeah, now a movie has to make like three billion dollars just to make ten bucks in profit, <laughs> just to cover from the advertising. Right, and I think Courtney knows all the actors. The main actor that I had was Ving Rhames. When I first watched the movie, I saw it. And I was like. Wait a minute. Is it fucking Ving Rhames? It's like his damn sure is. In it too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because Ving Rhames, you know, you love him. I do. So whenever you watch this older movie, he is such an asshole. It's fucking hilarious. But, but he was the most notable name in it, yeah. Well, the yeah. main character was also in The Sandlot, too, which I loved. Yeah, I would forgot about that. She mentioned that earlier. She Brandon Adams. Yeah. Fool. Yeah. Yeah. And one other actor that I got just a note on, and I guess we'll cover it now before we get into the movie, because I may forget, but the actress that played Alice, do you know that she, yeah, she's the countess of Devon. She married that. Yeah. She married a dude whose father was the Earl of Devon. Yeah. And when he passed away, he became the Earl and she went from being lady Alice Courtney or Courtney or something like that to countess. That's crazy. Hmm. It is. She's also like the hippie friend on my so-called life. Was that in like People Under the Stairs 3 or something? That's a sequel for sure. That's our glow up. <laughs> or this is real life. <laughs> this is real life. Oh shit, good for her. I thought they just made a really crazy fucking sequel. Lifetime picked up the story <laughs> and ran with it. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, and I guess this should be covered, because um, we haven't covered it yet. Josh isn't with us this week, or on this episode. He'll be back. He just had some shit going on, so you know, we wanted to keep the three-man booth. We like the way that works out. We like the dynamic with three people talking, so another reason why we got Courtney in. But we will have Josh back, and we will have Courtney back, because there's a couple other movies I want Courtney on here for, so we can just hammer the shit out of Josh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the team up. That's right. It's going to be like an old Marvel Comics, you know, Marvel Comic team up, Spider-Man and Human Torch. So... Not going to be the clever, funny synopsis that Josh normally provides us each week. Uh, he does a really good job with that, and I'm not even going to try. But I do have a plot here that we can get into so we can start talking about the movie. Anything before I read it? No, man, that's it. I mean, we talked about, you know, history with the movie and everything. Other and than maybe to... that it was inspired by a true story, which oh, is yeah. weird and trippy. Yeah, it was inspired by a news article that Wes Craven uh, read. From 1978, some burglars broke into a house in L.A. and found kids chained up and, like, abused and stuff. Of course, he took it and ran with it and made it really wild, but yeah. still loosely based <laughs> right. on a true story-ish. Yep. Yeah, I, you know, I'd forgotten about that, actually, and I did have that in my notes. I totally forgot about it, though, until you said something. All right, so let's get, uh, let's get the plot out of the way, then we can start talking about the movie. There is one house that adults whisper about and children cross the street to avoid the people under the stairs. Mommy and Daddy are property owners evicting tenants at the first chance they get. Bull and his family are one such family. After missing rent, in a last-ditch effort to save his family, Fool helps Leroy and Spencer rob Mommy and Daddy for their treasure. Inside, 
they find a guard dog named Prince and their daughter Alice. Spencer and Leroy are both killed and Fool is left to the people under the stairs. Fool escapes and tries to take Alice with him, but she's too scared to make the jump. Before he flees, or as he flees, he promises to come back and save Alice. Fool learns that Mommy and Daddy are, surprise, surprise, brother and sister and are inbred, and Alice is a stolen child. In a final showdown, he rescues Alice and leaves Mommy and Daddy to the people under the stairs. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. That's pretty much it. All right. Well, this was a hell of a time, you guys. That's, that's it. Thanks week. for having me. Good, good episode, right? <laughs> All right. I had a blast. Yeah. So now that we get that out of, out of the way, we can uh, we can get into it. So the plot of the movie, or well, I guess before we even get started, I, I want to say this about the movie: is it's it's not what I expected, having never seen this. Like the box art led me to think of something completely different, and then when I watched it, it's like. This isn't what I was expecting. I don't know what were you expecting from the box art, man. I you know I was just like maybe something closer to like I know they're not zombies, but maybe closer to like Night of the Living Dead. I was expecting the people under the stairs to actually be the bad like guys, like monsters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, is that's the way the box art made it look? With like they're reaching through and shit, you know? And it's yeah, like, they're it's just more trying twisted to than that's anything. Sad. Yeah. yeah for real. <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking they were like they were reaching for people, like ah, brains. But no, they're like, let us out. <laughs> exactly. I guess, yeah, I get it. It is misleading art, but it is more twisted than scary. I guess. Yeah, that was that is one thing that I'd I'd made note of. I I was disappointed with the fact that it wasn't as scary as I expected because I felt like because the premise of the movie and like the setting. Like it could have been really, really scary. As we go deeper into it, you know, there's some things I'll talk about. First off, though, I mean, Wes Craven always has great sets in his movies. You know, we talked about it with Nightmare on Elm Street. The ones he did, yeah. Um, even when you look like Last House on the Left or The Hills Have Eyes, even Scream, where it's you know suburban kids getting murdered, yeah, and they're in these you know well-to-do families. Like the sets always look so good, and the same thing here. Not what I was expecting, but the sets, fantastic. And it's funny because something else I noticed watching it and that reminded me of it. Now that I'm kind of looking at different things, you know, to prepare for these, but uh, the score, you know, like the music, I started paying attention to because he's real good about that. Yeah. You know, where he's, he picks you know, good music. Yeah. He sets the tone for the scene and what's going to happen. I like that the mommy and daddy or whatever and i think he did that on purpose just so anytime you talk about it you have to be uncomfortable saying that shit they don't (laughs) just have like regular names but like they're creepy by themselves even if they weren't acting creepy yeah just look at like i'm i know it's not but like i told daniel the the mom in that mommy looks like the sick sister from pet cemetery that's what she looks like to me and it freaks me out even more because that chick always freaked me out Horribly. Yeah, that was that was straight up nightmare fuel. Yes, but she looks like her sister in Pet Cemetery. But she does look a lot like her. The sister in Pet Cemetery had meningitis, right? I don't know what it was, was but she was like I think it was spinal meningitis. Yeah, and it made it seem like it was the worst possible thing to ever fucking have. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, hating on people with meningitis here. No, I'm but I'm on that chick, saying, though. She was terrifying. They scared the shit out Zelda, of me. Zelda, yeah. that was her name, Zelda. I'd rather be hit by a train than have to yeah. go through that. 
But tell me that chick does not look like her grown up. But she does. She looked like that was her made up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like not, you know, shrunken down and shit. But apparently, like she was saying, it was a dude that played In Zelda. prosthetic. Yeah. That's where, whatever. I just we, thought that the people themselves were freaky. You know who I thought about every time I saw her? Who? Julia Roberts. Yeah. Really? Every time I fucking saw her, man, this is like hair, maybe wasn't if you it? ordered her off of I think Wish. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Wish version. Shit. Um, and then the dude, uh, Daddy, he was in Silver Bullet. Remember? Oh my god, he was. Because I, I thought that I recognized him, but I was like, I don't remember anything. So I just thought that it might have been having yeah. one of those moments. Like, so I know the, that guy, but these, I yeah. Yeah, fucking Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet in a minute. Apparently, they worked together with Wes Craven on another film, and their chemistry together was so good. I, I don't think it was. I don't know if it was Wes Craven. They were on oh, okay. Twin Peaks. Gotcha. I knew I had yeah. read that they worked together and they had like good chemistry together or something. I mean, good for what it was. They're convincingly weird. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and I I thought Daddy like Daddy was my favorite character. He With was, or without the gimp outfit. <laughs> Either way, but yeah, the, when I first saw the gimp outfit, I was like, what the fuck is this? It's an interesting oh, yeah. choice for intimidation. Holy I mean, it shit. works. He was just so over the top. It's very campy in parts. So it could yeah. have been a lot scarier, like you said, but it is, you know, a little over the top and campy. I think I just have like a soft spot for it because it were like I've been watching it since I was a kid. I think it's great still, but. It could have been a lot scarier. I did. We read that Jordan Peele is talking about remaking it and rebooting it. And I imagine he'll probably make it a little bit darker, a little bit more twisted, which is yeah. probably going to be phenomenal. I actually really love his movie. So, yeah, because it could be a creepy ass movie oh, if you yeah. take, if you take all the camp out. Because you said that. Yeah. Uh, and it reminded me that's my thing. Like, here's where I'm at with it. Like, yeah, you can definitely tell it's got some campy shit in it, but. Like, back whenever I was six, oh, it was and great. it came out. It's still great. And you were fucking, what, 11 bones? Yeah. I mean, looking at it in those eyes, if trying to, since you just watched it this long after. I'm just like, glad we got our fucking... 91. I'm just glad we got our ages right this episode, you know, because last episode, we were, <laughs> like, couldn't do fucking math. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, but looking back then, you know, it, that's that came with a 1991 horror movie. You're going to have that. That was happening in the time for the most part. So it's for me, it's easy for me to look by and just watch it as a scary movie or whatever, you know. But it was still but, pretty gory and stuff yeah, for it man. being, you know. Yeah. Yep. Wes Craven had kind of gotten into that thing too, like after Nightmare on Elm Street, because Nightmare on Elm Street didn't have a lot of humor in it, right? It had right. a few moments, but for the most part, it was pretty dark. Last House on the Left. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I can't imagine there being any fucking humor in that movie because that's just bleak as shit right and then the hills have eyes radioactive hillbillies or whatever they are raping people but <laughs> after like when he got to here and then, like you even see it in scream and shocker you know which i i like 1989 he started trying to incorporate more humor into his movies and it works to varying degrees and here like the dark humor fine the slapstick stuff though that kind of threw me off. It's like, yeah. mm. like there was like some scenes where daddy got hit in the head. And it was almost like he was watching, you know, fucking Roadrunner or some shit in Wally Coyote. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah. Like the fireplace scene. 
He yeah. just watches it happen. Yeah, exactly. When he she drops the fucking brick. drop on her. But yeah. What do you think about that opening scene? He's getting the tarot card reading. Oh, yeah, yeah. From his sister. It's like, dude, this kid is 13 years old. You know they are living in a bad spot if, like, uh, she's going to read his fucking fortune and be like, yep, it's over with for you, buddy. No, they <laughs> straight shut the door. They're like, you can't listen to it. You're too young. And then immediately turn around and they're like, all right, kids, so this is what we need you to do to save the family. Let's go. Yeah, no, like, literally the way that that just happened is she's doing a fucking tarot <laughs> card reading. Right. And she's like, okay, you know, the fool, you're you. the end of your childhood. You're beginning into your like manhood journey. Time or to be whatever. a criminal. And then immediately she right. says, no, <laughs> you're too young to know that mom is sick and see this. But then fucking one talk with, oh, what the hell is this? Leroy. 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 One talk with Leroy and he's like ready to start stealing he's she's like, like no maybe no, i robbed steal. a liquor store i know what's up let's go and she's like <laughs> yeah. all right i mean cool <laughs> found Fuck a it. treasure map <laughs> yeah right. treasure map. liquor store let's get it right <laughs> fucking treasure map right oh man but it's crazy as fuck because in that scene whenever they come back to him he's talking to the sister i wish i knew her name i didn't write ruby it ruby and uh He's talking about her turning tricks or crackheads. <laughs> right? Yeah, because oh, yeah. she's a teenager and has a bunch of kids. Yeah. And that's how they get fooled. He's like, your mom's going to die. Your sister's going to be a whore. So what do you want to do? Is that what yeah. you want? Because they need to pay three months rent. I know, right? What could, one day late. One day, yeah. And it's like, oh, when you're late with your rent, you got to pay three months worth. Yeah. And then it's fucking crazy because it's like, what are we going to do? Don't they know? That mom's sick and Ruby's got kids. Yeah. So also they gave them twenty four hours to leave, and the hallways are filled with crackheads and prostitutes. That family is the least of their worries. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Right outside the door. Right. They're talking about they're they're the last family to be evicted before they can tear this bitch down. Nobody fucking left. They may get evicted, but they're still there. That's okay. what I told Courtney. Clearly, they like, haven't been in there recently. I was like, those tenants are the least of their <laughs> yeah. fucking worries once they do get them out. Hallways full of needles and hookers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like, there's there's one point where you see when when Paul comes back home and he locks the he you know knocks on the door and he gets in there and he locks it. And it's like the door is held together by like tape and shit almost, you know, and it's like, yeah. I don't know what that fucking lock is doing. We done exactly. seen holes all in the motherfucker yeah. on the inside. Like, fucking they strong got electricity, but they got deadbolts and a strong door. I doubt yeah. it. Yeah, a fucking strong breeze will knock that door over. <laughs> yep. And it's so funny, man, because like y'all, y'all were talking about the, uh, the mommy and daddy or whatever. But when we first fucking see them, it's so funny because like she's sitting there bitching about the tenants and she's, uh, Sewing a dress. She's sewing a dress. That's right. She's sewing a dress or whatever. And the fucking daddy's over there just fucking eating a random rib cage. (laughs) Which is filled with buckshot, which we later find out means it was an intruder that he was just like, you know. Oh, yeah. So I didn't even think about that. So they're fucking cannibals on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see him in there (laughs) um, when he does. Well, I don't know if y'all want to skip ahead, but you do end up seeing him cutting one of them up, and he just like takes a few bites oh, yeah. and shit. Because why not? It's on Leroy. Yeah, Leroy. Oh yeah, I saw. Well, and I saw when they fed it to the dog. You know, it's like, oh, here's a fucking hand. Yeah, and I think they feed it to the people under the stairs. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they live off of. So, 
when they uh when they get into how they send uh, Spencer in first though, right? And I guess jumping ahead a little bit, I just want to point this out. So when they find Spencer's body, and supposedly he was scared to death. Yeah, it looks like they just took like some fucking spray that you use on a Christmas tree or something and sprayed it on his hair to give it like Dipped a white look. Chalk. Yeah, my thing was whenever we were watching it, I honestly was like, wait, because I didn't remember, and I was like, why the fuck is he so dusty? Yeah, <laughs> she was like, oh yeah, he's scared to death, and I was like, okay, I, all right, I get it, I get it. But first of all, that bitch noticed a ring and was like, okay, cool murdering him yeah, that's for it real. next like, victim come in into skulls a little bit <laughs> yeah right why, why like i guess in 91 gas men were like upstanding upstanding like, citizens you know, for sure high class individuals pillars of the community their offensive exactly. meter is low though like all you have to do is <laughs> knock on the door and you might get murdered if you're not dressed appropriately that's fucked up that's right, right. But yeah, they do send Spencer in and he fucking gets scared to death, apparently. But, uh, and so, and it's, all right, look, yeah, in that scene, she leaves immediately. She with, just dips out. Yeah. Doesn't she leave with daddy or I think she comes back gone. with him? Yeah, I think she, I, went, she came back with him. Okay. Yeah. Funny because she just left him in the fucking house. I know. They leave immediately and then, um, and they pull into the well, driveway. Like, what the fuck? Well, he could have, well, if he was going to look at a meter and it was like a hidden meter, surely he'd be like, Hey, it's in the cellar. Cause I'm, I'm assuming this is where the treasure map leads. Right. Right. It's to the yeah, fucking, so he was probably walking down and she fucking hit the trick stairs. I forgot about those. And he, he slid on down. This is all assumption. Cause we don't see it. Right. Cause this yeah. is a house of booby traps. Right. But yeah, but Spencer's in there for like five minutes and immediately Leroy or Ving Rams is like, this motherfucker has betrayed us. Yep. <laughs> Immediately, he has little confidence in his partner. So, didn't y'all just knock over a liquor store together? And now you're just like, oh no, I'm going in here to get his ass. Yeah, he's oh, he's he, maybe he's in there thinking about taking that coin collection for himself. Let's go in now. <laughs> Fuck him. And then see, Spencer went in there with like slick, you know, no problem, like a fucking pro. Uh, well, anyway, Ving Rames goes in there and he just straight busts into the fucking front window. Or the side window to get into but the door. Doesn't but doesn't prop damn. anything open for an easy exit. Like It just busts in there. Makes bitch. their way in, but that's it. Oh, but yeah, it's like Ving- a little side kitchen, it seems like. That's like their little side kitchen. Yeah. Like he went straight yeah. into the front, but it didn't look like a front room for a big-ass house. Well, like you that. know, for a family, too, that has a bunch of money, their house is pretty shitty. Yeah. It's <laughs> disgusting. The entire yeah. thing. It looks like a trap house. It looks like the apartment that real Cool lives in. Yeah. Like you're talking about like an actual trap, trap house. house. Like a drug house. They live in a trap With house. Secret corridors <laughs> and wood. fucking people in the walls and shit. That's it's right. wild. Yeah. It's a cinematic adventure for sure. She's been feeding that thing between the walls again. Leroy did have, for me anyways, the line of the movie. You know, oh, he did. Before he dies. When he start, he uh, it says, and maybe the president will make me the secretary of pussy. <laughs> Daniel yeah. loved that one. That shit was so funny. I was yeah, like, I heard what that. The fuck? I said, hold on. There's a position for that. I'd have got it into <laughs> right. politics years ago. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and then uh, there was there was one scene where they did humor, like tensional humor, like campy humor that I thought was funny. And that's when they were trying to distract a dog after they had their first run in, and it gets free, and they're in the living room area, I guess before daddy and mommy come back inside yeah and leroy's like yo 
you stand right here and I hide behind his couch and then I'm going to bust him in the head and the dog doesn't fall for it. He just immediately looks where Leroy's at <laughs> and then fucking Leroy stands up and he comes straight for his ass and he's like, what the fuck? Yep. Exactly. You know, they completely skipped over the fact that every window on this house had those wire screens and padlocks. Like, that should have been clue number one that they needed an exit plan before they entered. Yeah, yeah. padlocks on the They're not great the criminals. House. You know what I mean? And it's like, wait, hold on now. Like, well, what you keeping in? That's pa- weird. Padlocks on the windows, padlocks on the fucking cabinets. That and apparently, they're just like, this is cool. Let's go. Uh, but apparently the padlocks on the cabinets disappear because motherfuckers come crawling out of them later on. Like oh, fucking that, rats. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> remember they on, had to take them off. throughout the movie. Yeah. They had to take them off and make it seem normal for oh, the welfare yeah, check. that's right. At the end. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Well, the metal door, the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre door that Bing Rames had Solid to pry steel. open. Yeah. yeah. That should have been a clue. doors, he says. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe that should have been a fucking clue. Yeah. And they still keep going. They're like, this is normal. Let's go. Oh, yeah. He busts that bitch up and he says, I done busted this house's cherry. Yep. Uh, now she's going to open wide up for us. And then that fucking dog that you were talking about a second ago attacks his ass. Prince. Yeah, all fucking fool. What does he say? He says, uh, your mother sleeps with cats or yeah, some shit. That's oh, his, yeah. That's like insult. And then it comes after him. Oh, he saves Leroy's life from the dog, right? And then yeah. He's just like, bouts he, he, he does not give a <laughs> he shit. shoves him into the hall yeah. to just dis- like oh yeah because he sacrifices him. yeah when they uh when daddy's coming after him and he's fucking he's like no it's all full go somewhere else yeah he was like no room find somewhere else it's like so, damn i know like right? he's giving him life advice one minute and then the next minute he's like no nah, you're on your own and see Whenever uh, they first get in there, you know, Leroy is searching, I think, the uh, upstairs. He's, like, searching upstairs rooms and shit. And uh, Fool goes to the basement. And that's where, you know, he fucks up and he finds Spencer. Yeah. You know, he's scared white. And he's got a gold coin on his hand. So he yeah. found one of the gold coins. If you thought he was white before, you should see him yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So then he's fucking freaked out. Oh shit! He sees them eating, eating on him and shit. He sees the people on the stairs. Roach scares the shit out of him, yep. and he bolts. When he goes and tells Leroy that Spencer is dead, it is so fucking funny. Leroy's reaction because he's so hard and don't give a fuck about nobody. And his reaction was, "Are you sure?" And he was like half crying, like he fucking <laughs> he would never have admitted it before, but he cared for Spencer. Oh, man, he's like, hell yeah, I'm sure we need to get the fuck out of here. Too but late. Too late. So and when- clearly, Daddy was close enough to walk home, but didn't. Yeah. He had her come and get him because oh, yeah. they were not gone long. Exactly. Not gone long. Yeah, not long at all. And then they come right back. One thing, I guess, that took me out of the movie was Daddy's use of a fucking shotgun. That nobody heard? Yeah, that too. But like in horror movies when your bad guys are using guns constantly for me, it kind of takes away from the, except for maybe Terminator, but that's a little different, but it takes away from the intensity. Like if you used it like a one-off, like when they didn't scream, you know, where Billy or Billy didn't even use it. He didn't kill anybody with it. Did he? With a shotgun? No, a gun. I'm just talking about a gun in general with, uh, with he, the villains. He was going to, he but he was about to shoot Gail. But then gets fucked up. Yeah. And the only time the guns used is when it was on him. 
Wait, doesn't he yeah, shoot? So. He shoots Randy. Uh, wait, what? Randy? Yeah, the goofy one? The motherfucker that knows the movies? Yeah. Yeah, he Did shoots Randy. Did Randy get shot? Randy gets shot in the shoulder. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like excessive use of the guns, what I'm saying is it just kind of Yeah, that's right. From- we all go mad a little sometimes. We all go mad a little. Or what the fuck ever. We all go, go mad, sometimes, mad sometimes. Or whatever the fuck yeah. is. Don't worry, just anyway, butcher all the classics. That line and he turns around and he shoots him immediately. So yeah, he does ah. shoot Randy. But it's a but it's a one off for him. He only uses it one yeah. time. Like when, if you watch, he uses the gun the entire time except for the knife once. Right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The gun fucking holes in that yeah. entire movie. And that leans Which more towards ridiculously gone when the police show up. <laughs> right. Exactly. It leans more towards the comedy though instead of the yeah. horror. Like, yeah. If he'd have had. You know, an axe or something, it'd have been a little more like, oh shit. Instead, yeah, though, it's just, it's fucking slapstick because this guy's trying to shoot a fucking mutant crawling through the wall. Yeah. And he's trying to shoot. such successful serial killers, he's a shitty aim. Yeah. He's yeah and it's funny. Pretty fucking inept. <laughs> it's funny because y'all said something, especially with a shotgun. You, that's <laughs> supposed to be the easy one. I'm not a gun guy. Yeah. As far as I know. He was the just eating something full of buckshot. Exactly. You're using Especially fucking buckshot, which has a spread. Inside a house. So you're shooting in rooms. You they can't even get Roach, targets. who makes plenty of noise, yipping through the walls. Like, yeah. that motherfucker is constantly, yeah, constantly making noise. But yeah, it's just funny as hell because y'all said something about the sound. And I think from the way that they put it out there is that the windows of shit are supposed to be soundproof. Because later on, he's trying to get attention of someone that's outside and, and no one can f- fucking hear him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's what it is. But yeah, it might hold out sound, but fucking constant gunfire? I don't think the soundproof <laughs> glass is going to do that. Especially when, when aim, you're putting holes re- in the walls. Or I refuse to believe he hasn't hit at least one window. He is a shit shot. Or a fucking electrical wire or something, okay. you know? It's like, Clearly and- he don't give a fuck about that house. He just tears it up. Whole thing. <laughs> Well, and this house has no insulation either, so no, it's just fucking hollow as crawl spaces all throughout, and it's not like his little crawl spaces. This shit's huge, dude. Like people can run through them. Yeah, I think that the crawl space square footage is greater than the actual <laughs> yeah. square footage to the inside of these right? rooms. Like at one point, they come into a, a crawl space that's almost like a little room because he's like, "Is this where you live or stay or something like that?" Yeah. It's where like, Roach has been living? Yeah. Like, fuck. This is probably it's bigger than the bedroom whenever, I had in high school. <laughs> that's bad whenever Fool walks into one of the crawl space rooms and he's like, man, you could fit four families in here. <laughs> you remember when he did, like, the the uh, den or whatever the fuck? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Leroy's ass. He ends up, uh, whenever the dad gets through. The dad gets through and he starts chasing after him. That's whenever, like you had mentioned earlier, Bone, that uh, he's like, Leroy finds a spot and he pushes Fool out. And he's like, no room, find somewhere else. Well, dad's hunting these motherfuckers. <laughs> Dad, we've done got comfortable. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> hell in my notes, it was landlady and crazy guy. You know what I'm Landlady, <laughs> crazy guy. <laughs> but anyway, the motherfucker's hunting him, you know? And... Uh, for right now, he's only under the impression that it's another per like grown person. Yeah. So he finally ends up uh, getting 
Leroy because isn't it Roach inside the wall? Yeah, who reaches at him out of Leroy, and then Leroy jumps yeah. out, and then right in front of the motherfucker conveniently and gets right. blown away. And uh, he's like, they, "Run, they fool!" Him. Yeah, run, fool! And he's like, "He called me a fool." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets out of there, and then um, they think they've got it all and all this shit. Well. Fool is still running for his life and runs across Alice, which is their daughter, as we think right now. Yeah. Uh, and she's telling them, you know, hey, you know, that they're no fucking one gets evil. out. <laughs> no one gets out. You know, he's like, you had never tried to get out. She's like, no, outside. She's never been outside. Shit like that. So he's like, I'm going to be the first one to get out. So then daddy comes inside. Because they found oh, wait, that. that's right. The Cub Scout outfit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. they're like there's a third they person. The van. Yeah, and she remembers him trying to sell her cookies in the beginning or whatever, trying to get in the house. So before we, so they start hunting him after. So check this out though. Before we move on from now, because you know Alice tells him that nobody's ever gotten out. There must be another way out. Can't get out. No one ever has. Just consider yeah. this, because at this point we've we've seen some of the ineptitude of Daddy, and we're going to see it later on just how horrible he is at killing people. Like how bad were the people that were trying to fucking escape? Seriously. They were very fucked up. Apparently they were all drunk. Something crazy. This guy, he's fucking shooting holes in the wall and you couldn't find a way out. Not one of (laughs) y'all. He's making them for you as you go. Exactly. (laughs) Just run hard at one spot and you'll probably get through. It's all dilapidated and disgusting. Yeah, there's a random spots open up to the crawl space inside that the whole whole people can fit through. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, there's a lot that you have to take on in faith take on faith in this movie. Like the people that come to do the repairs, the people that may do the plumbing or something. Because at some point somebody had to like why are all why are we coming out to your house every other week to patch up these holes? Yeah. And really yeah. really look, all right, that's whatever. But the electrician that's the one that's really going to get them. Because when the electrician comes in, and he's like, okay, look, you're not getting any power to this room for some reason. And it's just a regular room, like a fucking bedroom. I don't know. I need to look. And he starts looking through all the wiring. He's going to be like, yeah. all these huge cables going towards this power There's no panel. way Daddy built all that shit himself. Exactly. No way. does not have the brain power. No. It's, like, it's like the fucking Batcave. Yeah. They just open up a panel, and it's like, the cops are here. They start flipping that's switches. That's the yeah. majority of bodies. Like, Fuck, I got to get out of my GIMP outfit. <laughs> right? Every time someone finishes a project or a new modification, they die. Yeah, they're the people under the stairs. And nobody-, <laughs> nobody noticing, though. Like, he straight had, like, some of his chains and handcuffs just on a table with a nice little when the cops while were there. the cops were there. Why were the cops called the first time? Well, they... No, Leroy, they when the, Leroy escaped. Oh, the first time they saw the van. The van. But they didn't come inside for that. They when they came yeah, inside, she, she it was, was when Leroy, not Leroy, yeah. but Fool uh, had escaped. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like with you guys, electricians and plumbers have got to be disappearing. Nobody's like picked up on that this town has a high mortality rate or disappearance rate for electricians. These people are straight serial killers. They had a whole pool of bodies decaying down there. Exactly. Like, I mean, whenever the... Who the, built the trap door? <laughs> yeah. Or the fucking stairs. The, that's probably left over from the funeral home. Oh, no. Yeah, that's you, how they got the corpses <laughs> down the stairs faster. 
Never mind. So burn them up. Right. I just thought about it, though. It's a Wes Craven movie, and we saw a Nightmare on Elm Street that Nancy read the book on booby traps and was able to set up booby traps in five oh, minutes. Yeah. He loves That's his true. fucking booby traps. We, so, yeah. so maybe Daddy, Daddy did do it. He read a book. And it's like, right. oh, this is how you do fucking collapsible stairs that turn into a slide. <laughs> yep. Just in case any of their children escape. That, but the stairs, when they turn into a slide, apparently aren't that effective. Because Fool ran right back up those bitches. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he ran straight up them. I was thinking that shit. Too. That's all the years practicing running up the slide at recess. Look, you get good after a while. Or running from the fucking dogs fighting in the hallway. Yo. Shit. Yeah, I'm telling you. Like, he had no problem walking all those questionable people. They were all like, With hey, those fool, dogs, he was like, school? fuck that. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Crackhead school, Carl fool. was, you know, concerned and stuff. But yeah, man, it's so funny because you had mentioned that he does, the fool does get out. You know, there's more chase with the fucking dad. He's, uh, they realized that the Cub Scout uniform was in the van when they investigated it. So they start looking for a small child. She saw him. She knows what he looks like. So they're looking for him whenever they find him in Alice's room and Roach is in there too. Is that whenever they jump? They don't find him in Alice's room right away. They find him in the bathroom and Roach like pulls them into the wall or something behind the medicine cabinet. Yeah. Something along those lines. Okay. Because what I'm thinking of is later. Later on. Yeah. 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 Whenever she's like explaining Roach to him because he still tripped the fuck out by scared of Roach. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but there's a, you know, cat and uh, mouse game type thing going on. Him trying to find him because he's also trying to kill Roach. Yeah, then well, this is yeah, when you he's first been trying to kill Roach. Well, and when he goes hunting, hunting Roach, it's the first time he breaks out the gimp suit, and it's like, yes, what the fuck do you need this to hunt Roach for? How is that his go-to Roach, hunting outfit? I don't I know. Expected camouflage. That's probably from living in the South. Apparently, they do it different in L.A. But <laughs> I guess you know. that's L.A.'s hunting clothes. <laughs> Just a bunch of dudes in fucking leather outfits with chains st- sitting up in fucking tree stands waiting for deer to come by. <laughs> yeah, it's like shut your fucking chains up. We told you not to break the chains out. Just bring them so we have them. <laughs> He's so excited too. He comes around like dancing and oh, shaking yeah. his shotgun. He's and, ready. And then later on, he's fucking trying to do his thing. He's like, God, it, y'all had said something. It was the chimney, wasn't it? He's yeah. trying to look up the chimney. Yeah. Snatches it up. Can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and then he watches the fucking brick hit him in the face like it's home alone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking what just is his like name? That. Daniel Stern. Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> And I know this is, is this is jumping around, um, but when they when Fool gets to the vault and he finally sees it, first thing that fucking come to my mind was Scrooge McDuck. Yes, like it's just money yeah. and coins just fucking laying around, no rhyme or reason. And clearly, like I, they ain't investing any of that back into their home. No, fuck no. Like they'll just go get a. It's like someone's paying these motherfuckers rent in one dollar bills. Yes, <laughs> well, these big balls of they money might own a few strip clubs. We don't know all their one dollar bills and apparently gold doubloons. Because yeah. everybody has that uh, those in L.A. Yeah, in L.A. like yeah, slums exactly. apparently. Yeah, it's like hey, we gotta pay rent. Oh, here, here's a fucking gold coin. That are they're all worth an excessive amount as well because fool brings like five home and this grandpa who shows up out of nowhere is like oh we got enough for like twelve lifetimes and to save your mom's life all of a sudden yeah. hell yeah he can pay rent yeah. until two thousand for nineteen years and get this yeah. expensive surgery off of it's 
almost like and go to school and stuff from yeah. five coins. Well, it's almost like and me and Josh had talked about this before. Just something that bugged me, always bugged me about the Goonies is the little bit of jewels they had saved the entire neighborhood. Yeah. It saved the so goondogs. $7,000 of jewels in your hand. That's not saving shit. Yeah. That's not even going to pay for an eighth of your college. Apparently <laughs> his mom's surgery only costs like 10 bucks. $10. But, well, yeah. that's because they had, no, they had the neighbor do the surgery. There's a fucking uh, alleyway surgeon living next door. But no, they got evicted. Carl Never mind. comes to the rescue again. Yep. But yeah, it's but like yeah, it's, those, gold, those gold coins would have been worth like, what, like two, three thousand dollars? Yeah, probably back then, all of them together probably would have been about, yeah, like two or three thousand. Like right now, a gold coin, and don't quote me, I guess I shouldn't be saying it because whatever, but I think that it's like 1250 or something for an ounce of pure gold in a coin shape. What an ounce is an ounce, but I think that like a gold ounce coin is like twelve or thirteen hundred bucks. And these aren't like that heavy because they shoot out the chimney at I the mean, end. Yeah. <laughs> so. And the only other thing that would give them like any kind of value would be historical significance, right? Yeah. So they're fucking Nazi coins. They say that they're family heirlooms or family treasure or whatever. Like, That's what, what kind of funeral evil. home was this? Right. And then, how is well, Grandpa so knowledgeable about this? Evil. Like, Grandpa Wait, just yeah. knows all, everything. I'm talking about that. That grandpa just shows up out of nowhere once fool has coins in hand. He's like, oh, we're rich? Cool. Hey, yeah. fam. Whatever. But grandpa <laughs> looks like he's doing just fine. How did he not swoop in and save them before? Yeah. He did couldn't spare that twelve fifty for the rent. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. at the end of the cat and mouse game, whenever he finally does, you know, find an open window in the fucking attic, like, that's very obvious. They have this place locked down, but there is just a wide open for a perfect slide. Because nobody into makes a pool. it up there, clearly. You know what I mean? But anyway, Roach had given him the handful of coins. He finally gets out, goes home. And like you said, the grandpa is like. He just pops he up. Just smells gold coins and he's like, hey, let me give you some advice. <laughs> yes. He's like, you know what? We got I'm enough. In I'll take them now. tomorrow to a coin guy I know and right? we'll get you situated. That like, grandpa was I never don't... seen again. That's why he seemed <laughs> fool. He let him have them. So, well, and speaking about the escape, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the time frame was supposed to be for how long Fool was gone before he came back to save Alice, but apparently dude had enough time to drain that pond and put rocks and broken glass in it and in then the fill it back up. In the timeline, you know? this all happens in one night. Like they go while it's still daylight. All that happens. He escapes. He calls in the welfare check, sneaks back in, back in while the cops are there. And then, all hell breaks loose again, all in the same like twelve hour span. Yeah, these motherfuckers were ripping and rolling, fixing that house because they cl they cleared all the bullet holes. Whoa. They made it look livable. Took and, all the padlocks off. Yeah, and draining the pond and filling exactly. it up with fucking glass. It's like and let's just jump off every other way they went. Yeah, let's yeah. jump out. And then rigging no, the fucking can't. house with dynamite. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> He, what the fuck is that? Bro. So why would Daddy you rig your? Got to, got to get no, it. <laughs> mommy should have fucking stepped in and been like, "Look, man, I've seen your fucking <laughs> aim." Didn't do shit. No, I'm like, I've seen your aim. You could not rig this house with dynamite. We will die. Like, Seriously. you can't hit shit. Yeah. <laughs> she just, yeah, for the most part, just yells and does yeah. angry <laughs> shit. Does yeah. Well, there was one scene that she had. That kind of got to me. And it was when she threw Alice into the scalding hot water. It just, 
I, for whatever reason, stuff like that always just kind of like makes me kind of grind my teeth and like get angry. You know? Did you notice it didn't burn her though? Well, it, like that, Alice is fucking screeching and burning yeah. to death, and mommy's arms are like elbow deep in the water, just scrubbing away. <laughs> she's like Michael Myers yeah, no, right. when he scalded that dude in Halloween too. She feels no pain. <laughs> yeah, she's just pure evil. She feels no pain. <laughs> yeah, she had the blackest the eyes. Getting... Yeah. But the reason that um, she was getting the scolding ass bath is because they she had, had to clean the house. Him. And she had, no, she had fucking gotten blood all over the dress. Oh. Because, dude, whenever that actress, whatever that chick's name, that the Countess. Yeah. Whenever yeah. she was going down the steps, an old girl pushes her. Like, she ate it. Yeah, she that slipped fucking and blood. In the she blood. slipped and fell hard, bruh. Like she played that out because that was a real busted. She probably ass. really fell. Ah, yeah, it looked like she really fell, but she kept going. She's like, "Can't disappoint Wes. He's gonna make me a star. I can feel it." They have a very. There's a weird undertone with. Of course, they abuse the hell out of the daughter, so that's obvious. But there's just like that. They leave that weird undertone to it that makes all of their interactions with her just extra uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Like, the dad's definitely banging that. Dude, that's so gross. So, I know. <laughs> and it's so weird that they throw that type shit in there because, like, at one just point random. he goes in and he's going to grab his dick. Yeah. And I was like, no, not tonight. Not tonight. I'm Come hurt. With Come you. with me. Come to bed with me. It's like, what the fuck? Hey, your father's one sick mother. You know that? Actually, your mother's one sick mother, too. So... Mommy and daddy are inbred, right? And apparently it's a family yeah. thing. It's what they've been doing, like breeding together and keeping the family line going. But apparently that family line's about to stop because they don't have any natural born children. Like, what's the plan there? Why are you still trying to find a perfect boy to like carry on this legacy? I don't I don't know. I just that part didn't make any sense to me, I guess. It seems like they would well, be trying to the neighborhood is gonna inherit their riches. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter that they can't carry on the name. It's all over it's for them It's been anyway. decided. That's right. Fool oh. breaks out, and then he breaks right back in and decides he's going to help save all those innocent people. And take No, he breaks fucking... back in to straight murder these yeah. folks. He doesn't <laughs> take, even try and go for Alice. Oh. Like, I learned my lesson last time. Take these bitches out immediately. He cracked fucking daddy over the head with that fire poker hard too man like he smashed he the shit out of him yeah i was like damn like he's beating the shit out of him but that's what she was saying he went in there to straight beat him to death in their sleep he was he was as they no get while they were praying prayers, but yeah they he, set that up at the same time of doing all that shit with the house. But right? the police didn't see it they had enough time in the 15 seconds after they walked upstairs after the police were just walking through all of this to set this booby trap up for him yeah, really. Because he well, went right after them. Time and space are a mystery. You can't expect to understand how it works. It's you know, part of the movie magic. I get it. 15 seconds to us, you know, it's like an eternity to some people. And, you know, who cares if it's a five minute yeah, message no, they record? Weeks for production. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Fool just fucking stands there and looks at the tape recorder like, oh, what the hell? Come on. Yeah, like, dude, you're living up to your name. This motherfucker's like, you know these people are fucking crazy. You need to look around. If they're not where their voice is coming from, that's a problem. Yeah, that's yeah. a trap, buddy. For sure. 
He didn't learn shit from the first time he was there. He's absolutely the fool. Yeah, the, yeah, the trap steps and the trap door. I mean, come on. If you see some shit that looks weird, it's a trap. He's like, no, my luck has definitely changed this time. Yeah. And then, But it doesn't matter because his dad's about to get a hold of him for the eighth goddamn time <laughs> and then fucking let him slip out of his fingers again. Well, I like, and I like how, too, when the neighborhood shows up, they just all just stand outside and do nothing. Everybody brings their kids and shit like it's a barbecue. And they know people are inside potentially getting murdered. And they're just like, yeah, we're we're going to hang out in the fucking lawn until we know what's what. It's we like, heard there's glass in the pond. Like, I heard there was some money supposed to be getting thrown around. After right. This. So I'm just here for that. Moral support. Then fucking Ruby comes in there and then immediately gets duped into going right back out. Yep. These people are geniuses, apparently. And then it's so funny because it's like, she's like, hey, you know, such and such, I'm here to complain about your, you know, the, the way you do things as a landlord, blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. And I'm here to speak up for the neighborhood and stuff, you know? And then it's like, she shuts her out. And then like the old man comes, knocks on the door. He's like, police, I heard gunfire. <laughs> And, and he's like, and just kidding, like, we're from the neighborhood. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just another but no. person. And fucking mommy's like about to shoot Ruby. And she's like, we're going to shoot us all. And she's like, no, you'll do. You'll do. And then Alice just drops out of the fucking ceiling. Because right, the right on top of that the bitch. kitchen is apparently Boom. connected. Yeah. Because oh, that's where she went in. Yeah, that was another thing that Courtney pointed out when we were watching. Like, she's sitting there. And she climbs up in that fucking vent hood like it ain't nothing. Like over how the stove. Just that. I know. That's I thought this. I was thinking the same kid. thing. Right. Everything she just disappears. Everything about this house is big enough for a human to crawl through. Right. Air vents, crawl spaces. It's like a fun house. I mean, this of vents. Eighty million dollar house in nineteen ninety one. That's where all the budget went to was building the house with all the trap doors and shit. That's where five point nine million dollars yeah. of this <laughs> right. budget went. Yeah, but like when she fell though, I did like like when she fell, it looked like a fucking hurt, man. Cause she come yeah. down like a yeah. bag of rocks, yep. and then Ruby's like, "Let me walk back outside, cause I'm a dumbass." Yeah, like, click. Yeah, which I mean, it's whatever, cause I she, she, guess she doesn't. Even the fool probably told her the whole fucking ordeal he went through. I guess she just didn't believe him. She thinks you know, he's Because she's like, shit. let me turn around and say something real quick. Oh, what? They locked me out. Of course they did, bitch. Do you see how hard you had to work to get in the fucking house in the first place? <laughs> but plate? Grandpa should have knew because he was the one that fucking told him about him. He's like, hey, yeah, no. these people are bad news. We didn't even walk by him when we were kids. She apparently wasn't listening when he told fool that. All sorts of rumors about what goes on in that house. The police never took it serious. Well, I'm just saying, Grandpa could have fucking put his foot in the door and came on inside too to help out. Okay. He's like, he's like, no, nah, I'm good too, man. I'm just waiting for fool to die fine. so I get these coins for myself. I hear it's hard to get out of there. Yeah. I'm gonna stay right here. Yeah, right. Fucking Alice. I know she ends up stabbing her mom, and doesn't she end up in the cellar also? Uh, all who Alice or the mom. Or the mom ends up in the cellar, right? Well, with the, uh, she does eventually, but all the boys, like, literally bust out of the house's seams and just throw her down there eventually. Yeah, I can't. One of them got torn apart by them, right? And one of them fell into the trap door. Was it Daddy that fell into the trap door? Because Alice takes out sludge water. Yeah, Alice takes out mom, and then Fool takes out Daddy. Yeah, right? he gets blown up and then falls into that oh yeah that's right because he's he's like yeah he's like you're letting the coins run through your fingers aren't you i do it 
Like, yeah, yeah you probably let him roll off your ball sack. Don't lie. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was some quick-ass thinking on Fool's part, too, to, like, stab him into the to the candles. Even yes. They, were, they, they were seemed like they were falling quick. fast and not burning that fast, but, man, movie magic, again. Yeah. It's like, whenever the cameras aren't pointed at the candles, they are burning their asses off. Just try right. <laughs> The flame slows down. <laughs> they get a they get a little camera shot when we point the cameras in. And, and fucking fool sets a dynamite off with the fucking uh, wires, and Daddy like gets thrown against one wall, and he gets thrown against another wall, and fucking goes flying. That but only not ab- blowing up or getting actually damaged. Well, but he dies. Yeah, and not hurting anybody else in the house. Right. Yeah. Fool's right there, but he's good. Yeah. All the boys good to go. Yep. Well, and this at this point is when you notice because when all the people under your stairs come out and they start escaping or whatever, they've all got long flowing locks. They look like they just stepped out of a fucking Skid Row video. Oh my it's god! Skid it's Row so meets funny thriller. That you said that because look, which real quick we have skimmed over. Roach what was the, the ugly one. What the hell the people in the stairs are. I don't think that we've even mentioned that. That it's uh they're at the the last because they're trying to find a boy and to find a girl. Alice is their girl. They've been trying to find a boy, but they've all been yeah not good enough. So they're throwing them down there and they're keeping them in the cellar and they're feeding intruders and feeding people to these things. After so they little, mutilate them, though. yeah. But after they yeah. torture the fuck depending out of them, on yeah, their offense, like they cut Roach's tongue out and shit because he kept talking back or whatever. Some of them have no eyes, no ears, whatever. But it's so funny. That was my whole point, was that that main... Uh, they called him the Stairmaster. The Stairmaster is what they referred to him as. The main person under the stairs the looks like boy. a fucking monster Sebastian Bach. He does. Right? Yeah. I said the same shit. I'm like, man, I'm going to start eating no people ribs. It's going to be long, luscious fucking locks. His name That's is what I'm saying. Jan Birch, too, so it even sounds close That's to hilarious. Oh, luckily, these motherfuckers are in L.A. They can go find work. Right, mm-hmm. they'll fit right in. Yeah. Like I said, unfortunately, it's ninety-one, and that 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 you know that era. Yeah, but you know what? You know what didn't die down? Fucking romance novels with people like Fabio on the cover. So <laughs> there you go. Just they can just with, fingernails with photo editing software. We can get rid of the you know. Yeah. Shitty complex. I like uh, I, how some yeah. of them are like horribly disfigured, and some are just dirty. Yeah. <laughs> So apparently some were really bad and some were just meh, not enough. Makeup department just got tired. I mean, it was a lot. There were a lot of them. They're like, look, give me some fucking dirt. They used all the makeup on the rest of the house. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so they end up um, killing the dad and getting, throwing him into the fucking nasty ass slush water that they threw Leroy in earlier. And Spencer. That Roach was playing with like it was nothing to distract the people under the stairs. (laughs) Because they kind of went back and forth in this movie where the people under the stairs are scary and they're evil. And even Roach is like, no, you want to stay away from them. You know? And then he helps uh, Fool get away from them. Well, that's the thing. They recognize Fool's trying to help them get out. Oh, and then they so then they were good then? Okay, I was wondering, because then afterwards, because he was like, hey, be quiet by the safe, because hell, fucking Sebastian Bach is the one that, like, helped him <laughs> get to the fucking safe and was like, this yeah. is it. So he got in, and it's so fucking funny, because that's another thing we were about to skip by. 
fool's ass is like, oh, what? I got this shit already. He's never even touched a fucking alarm panel. And he's like, oh, man, I saw Leroy break the front door glass. I got this. He learned from the best. Did he say that? Mastermind immediately. He was like, no, fool wants to be a doctor. Now, this is earlier in the movie. And then Leroy's like, a doctor of burglary, baby. <laughs> hey, apparently he was fucking right. He's, like, he's I a got fucking this genius. Shit. Oh, but yeah, so he gets in there and he finds all the money and shit. But God, man, that was some funny shit. But doesn't take any for himself. Just lets it rain down on the oh, crowd yeah. out front. When they explode that fucking house, that shit is everywhere. So, and it rains forever. Well, gold is heavy too, man. Imagine getting hit oh, head yeah. by one of them fucking coins. Okay, all those babies that they had out there, yeah. all in danger. Oh, they're very. <laughs> they ain't worried about it. Spots need to be covered up. They can buy new babies. It <laughs> felt like the ending scene to like Ghostbusters too, where like everybody's dancing around and high fiving. That's what that end scene feels like. Yeah, it really and then is. the monsters just you know go off on their own oh my god yeah like i said you see fucking old uh old skid row himself he's all yeah and coming around the corner they are going to be put in an institution immediately in the night <laughs> they're all going to be because they're about to go eat people yeah they've right? been living off of people forever now Look killing folks food is just walking around out here this is fucking great <laughs> i'm surprised they I didn't pick, pick up out. a snack on the way yeah there's a crowd just out front grab a baby from a distracted yeah. mother you know, this like, right. <laughs> grabbing a bucket of KFC to just grab a child. It, it it had a surprisingly, I guess, happy ending considering it was a Wes Craven movie. Yeah. Which yeah. are usually pretty fucking depressing because even when you think you got away, you fucking die or your mother dies, you gets pulled through a window or... Into a blow up doll to pull through a window. <laughs> right. happy outside of, you know, a bunch of people dying. Exactly. Leroy didn't make it. So, nah, I mean, was it really a win? Well, uh, I think the only people that died were people of questionable character, right? You're right. That's fair. Leroy, Spencer, Mommy, Daddy. Yeah. Roach died, but he was a hero. Yeah, he, yeah. but he hero. died a hero. Well, yeah, somebody had to hear the hero's death. Right. And that was Roach. And Roach, like, every time I look at him, and I know I've seen him in other things, but for whatever reason, he reminds me of the guy on the State Farm commercial. Oh, yeah. yeah. The one that, like... Fought in the Kumites and shit. That nobody oh, liked. No, 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 But no, it turns no, out he's like really accomplished. The flow commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it progressive? Yeah. Oh, progressive. Yeah. That's right. Not yeah, State yeah, Farm. Yeah. I am so wrong. State Farm's got Jake. Jake. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Jake from State Farm. Progressive. That's right. But yeah, that one guy that they don't like him, but it turns out like they think he's a dork or whatever, but it turns out he's really fucking accomplished. He's got a beautiful wife. He's fucking fighting in martial arts tournaments. He's doing other shit. What the fuck is his name? I think it's a J name. Who? The guy from the progressive book commercials. It's not Jake, but I think it's a J name. I don't know. The guy that plays Roach is in Twister, though, right? Yeah, he was in a few things. His name I is can't... Sean Whalen. Yeah, he's been in a few things, and I uh, don't remember everything. I thought don't it was remember Twister, anything I don't other remember. than this one. So what was your favorite character in the movie? I mean, I already said mine. Oh, you already said yours? Yeah, Daddy. This is the dad. Oh. This is Daddy. I mean, it's Daddy, and then it's fucking Leroy. Leroy. Yeah. I'd probably go with Leroy, man. Just because, I mean, you know, Ving Rhames is fucking crazy, and he's so filthy and shit. He's, it's different from what we've seen, you know, and it's entertaining. He's he's the one that has the greatest line in the movie. Secretary you know? of Pussy. Yeah, the president's going to make him the Secretary of Pussy. I mean, that's that Leroy's going to be it for me. Mine would be Roach. 
just because. The hero. Well, yeah, I always felt bad for him when I was a kid, especially when he showed his tongue. I was like, oh, damn, how'd they do that? Yeah, no, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that didn't heal good. No, no not, not at, at all. all. It was all black <laughs> and got a stub. like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And he just laughed about it. That's why he was always giggling through the walls and shit. Yep. It's funny because referring to Roach, you said something about him dying, the hero's death, and it reminded me of this. Uh, Ghostbusters 2. Whenever we went to uh, Orlando, we were in the hotel and we were kind of hanging out before we started our day the next day or whatnot. And um, we were watching TV and Ghostbusters 2 was on. And uh, the end of it's so funny. Whenever Bill Murray goes up for the hero's kiss, Dana yeah. is her name, right? Yeah. No. He goes up for to Dana for the kiss. And then she's holding the baby. It's just so funny because he like shoves the baby to the side <laughs> to get the kiss. The hero's kiss is so funny. I left my ass off. But um, I know that's pretty random. But the hero's death made me think of the hero's kiss. It was just funny. But... But yeah, man, the shit explodes and there's just money flying. And that's what something else I had brought up to her just before we finish it up, because that's the end of the fucking movie. Like, it's funny because when you look in this room, this little treasure room that he's got going on, slash chemical, like chemistry lab. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Part of the safe is like a chemistry set. No, that's the stuff from it being a funeral home. Uh, Well, yeah, I guess so. The embalming fluid and shit like that. Yeah, it's the embalming room. But yeah, so anyway, this is their little safe room or whatever, and they have these piles of cash in the corner. Safe room that's open. Yeah. And so when it explodes... When they start walking through the house, there's piles of money everywhere in the fucking house. Like, it multiplied this money. <laughs> like I'm thinking about going and buying dynamite, dynamite and, and withdrawing all of my money and Put just it laying in it in the house <laughs> and exploding it and seeing if I can quadruple my money. Fingers Courtney's crossed really trying to talk me out of this idea, but I really <laughs> think I'm on this. I think you should follow through. <laughs> Might as well. You only live once, right? Yep. Depending um, on how close you stand to the dynamite when it goes off. Fair enough. <laughs> well, you know, if you stand to the side like fool, man, it'll blow up all around you and never hurt <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. Just, just make sure nobody else is in the general proximity because they're gonna get bounced off like five walls before they die. <laughs> Fucking ping pong. Unless you the have walls. a serious vitamin D deficiency, and then apparently you're safe from explosives as well, like the people under the. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they're all under there. <laughs> It's true. Under the exploding fucking house, and they come out walking around like, we're free? It explodes so hard that it shoots the money everywhere, but there's no fire, and the house is still structurally sound. Yeah, it's just like an air cannon. Yeah. It's not even a fucking (laughs) explosion. It's just an air cannon that goes off, and the shit fucking is just fucking flying out of that chimney. But yeah, all that said, I love it. Still. Yeah, like yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like yeah, there is definitely some camp to it, and it's like your 1990s camp it, it, because it's leftover from the 80s. It's before they started trying to get uh, what do they call that fucking shit? Like scream. They call it, there's a word that they I use whenever they're talking about horror movies and um, meta or meta. Movies yeah, let's just say meta. Started getting meta, and that's around mid 90s. Around scream, scream kind of. St- started that because then you started having scream replicas like i know what you did last summer and shit like that but so it's still got some of that campy shit in there and you watching it now as an adult i could see where you're kind of like okay this is just another goofy movie or whatever but back then 
you were kind of blind to that shit, and you ex- you expected it was it to trippy. Be when you yeah. watched a fucking Friday the Thirteenth movie, whenever they started getting into six and seven, you were wanting titties, killing, and Jason, and a couple of silly kills. You just wanted and, these things, and you know what you didn't get in part six. Yeah, the six was no nudity. Did, That's did he right. Refuse? He refused no, to have nudity in the movie. No, like no. So what happened was, I think they had to replace an actress. And they didn't write it into her contract and they asked her to do it. And I think she had been in Playboy and she was just like, no, I'm not going to do it because it's not in my contract. So, yeah, because I remember hearing that where um, the chick, they tried to dupe her on that shit and they thought that, ah, fuck it, she'll budge. But she didn't budge. She was like, yeah. I'm not doing that shit. I'm sorry. No, I mean, and, you, uh, you got to get paid, man. If it's not in your contract. I mean, if you like, hey, Billy, we want you to show, a, you know, show, show one ball. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> That's five thousand extra dollars. Yeah, right. You like you want to see this drop, you gotta pay some money. Yeah. And they're well, like, I mean, no. Yeah, and I mean another thing is like the morals of a person. There might be an actor that's like, no, I'm cool with the acting. I love acting. I love performing, but I'm just I don't want to do that. I don't, I'm not about to yeah. expose myself. And that's fine. It's whatever you want to do. But to try to trick the bitch, it's like, well, that's that's, yeah. that's pretty fucked up. So yeah, but anyway, but I remember I, that there was one that they stopped. They didn't do the nudity in, and, and you know, uh, and it was immediately after like the one that had like yeah. the most fucking nudity, like part <laughs> five. I was just about to say because I knew you were going there. In five, it's like a fucking softcore porn. Yeah, six is nothing. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, you thought that we had too much nudity? How about this? So How for seven, we're begging for at least one, maybe two sets of titties. <laughs> like, give us some titties. <laughs> Oh man. All right, guys. Yeah, it's a great talk. Let's uh let's get into our final thoughts about the movie. And a new thing we're doing, everyone, is we're going to do ratings. Josh loves ratings. It's a shame he couldn't be here for the first use of our new ratings. But what we're gonna do is we're all on letterboxd now, so you can follow us on there. And we will give our ratings one through five. And then after this episode releases, we'll enter our ratings into letterboxd. And then you know, you can check it out. Give us your thoughts, whether you you know, you think we're spot on, whether you think we're full of shit. Yeah, tell us um, if we're full of shit. I'm afraid I'm probably going to be told I'm full of shit here in a minute. But anyways, <laughs> Daniel, why don't you go ahead and you give us your thoughts, and then I'll go in and we'll let Courtney top us off here. All right, so for a one to five rating for me, I'm going to go with a three on People Under the Stairs. All right, because for me, five is just a perfect movie. And I don't think that I would have that many fives out there. You know, everything's a little, everything is a little, has r- room to improve for the most part. Some, I think a five is like ultimate enjoyment. Of yeah. There, there's the some ultimate movies out there that would land at a five, but, uh, and really just a little off of that would be a four, you know, for me or whatever. And I do look back on this movie fondly, like we discussed, you know, there's some camp in there. Yeah, there he is. It's 1991. You're going to get that. But, uh, but yeah, one's terrible. And two is I might watch that again before I die, but we do watch this movie very frequently. And, uh, so I think that I'll give it a three. Which right is probably bringing there. his writing down every year. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me in five years. It'll be a one. So for me, Obviously, I didn't watch this when I was younger, even though I wanted to. And I, I feel like if I did, if it was a movie I grew up with, I would probably like it more than what I do. Because there's bad movies I like. We've talked about Shocker on the 1989 episode. 
and we are going to review that movie. And like, you know, spoiler alert, I'm going to rate Shocker highly. I'm sure Josh, Josh will yeah. probably give it a fucking zero, but so now he has to give him a one. Oh, he'll give it a one. But the point is, is like, I saw Shocker a long time ago and, and I know it's a bad movie technically, but yeah, I love it. This one I didn't. So this is a movie I seen yesterday, right? With fresh eyes, which is probably yeah. not great. Yeah. Exactly. So there's things, there's things about it. I liked, I like the concept of the movie. I like the idea of the movie and I wish the movie would have been more straightforward horror. Like the dark humor is fine, but the campy humor bugs the shit out of me. The box art to me is better than the movie. The box art was fantastic. The design of the people under the stairs on the box art is way better than what you see in the movie. In the movie, like we talked about, it's a bunch of fucking Sebastian Box rolling around. Like, all right, guys, I'm off to shoot a video. See you. So you will probably enjoy the reboot. Yeah. If and yeah. when it comes. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Because it has the Jordan potential Peele's to be a lot shit, um, so yeah. hopefully a lot more serious. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think I will. The potential was there here, but you know, Wes Craven had kind of entered this phase where he was getting into horror. Not horror, but I mean comedy in his horror. And it's just one of those things, like I said, if I'd have grown up with it like I should have, if I'd have watched it when I was younger like I planned to, I'd probably remember it more fondly. Um, but for me it's gonna be a two out of five. I figured about as yeah. much though because you are coming into it with fresh eyes you're watching it way later like it is different for me yeah because it has the nostalgia factor like shocker has for you you watched it when you yeah. were a lot younger i watched both of them at the same time so i guess they kind of fit right there in the same for me yeah and i mean yeah because i mean shit i haven't seen shocker and so i remember very small uh details about it but i don't remember a whole lot about it. so it's going to be pretty much me watching it for the first time whenever i do revisit <laughs> this movie so shit i might fucking rate it a two you know what i mean might rate it a five just to piss josh off you never know <laughs> you know anyways courtney you're left uh give us your thoughts on it you know like i said this was essentially your episode we we called an audible on what we planned on talking about uh, uh just because of our conversation you and i had so yeah well i'm glad I could be on for this episode. I actually love this movie. So, I mean, it rates high for me, but like I said, it's nostalgic. It reminds me of when I was a kid. So despite all the ways it could have been better, I still dig the shit out of it. So it's a solid four for me. I just enjoy watching it, even though I could probably recite the lines by heart at this point. I still enjoy watching it. So definite four for me. Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of people they look they frown upon the nostalgia thing, like oh, don't let nostalgia blind you. But I mean, shit, man, come on, you. Can't. Oh, I can dick on it where Space it's Jam. warranted for sure yeah. because it has its moments where, like you said, it it had potential to be so great, and this reboot will probably be awesome. And I'm so down yeah, for checking it out and news. seeing how that goes. But this one, I just you know. Will always love. Yeah, yep. I'm. I'm with Dan. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with nostalgia and this idea that you can't look back on things that you're nostalgic for. Like, why? Why do you got to be objective? Yeah, about it, right. For what it is, it's great. I, I still mean, if enjoy you, it. yeah, if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. I mean, everybody doesn't have to like the same shit, you know. And right. if if you think it's a four, that's cool. Like I said, if it's nostalgic, like I said, we, you know, we've beat this horse to death. But you know, people understand shocker. Um, you know, other shit that we've seen when we're children, like people 
like we all like the Goonies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if somebody watched the Goonies today, they might be like, "What the fuck?" But it's like Hayden watching The Outsiders with his class. They read the book, loved it, and then when they watched the movie, he was like, "Oh man." Everybody in class was, like, making jokes, and they hated it. They thought it was the worst thing ever, and, like, you know, I get it, because they're looking at it through the scope of movies these days and the shit that they're used to seeing, but you have to take it for what it was at the time, and, you know, it is what it is. Does it stand the test of time? I don't know. It depends on how old you are. I think the younger, you know, like, he doesn't think so, but... Yeah, exactly, and I think, because, like, movies have to evolve. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, the making of movies evolved through time. So exactly, like, yeah, you could take the same story today and it could be made in the same story from 20 years ago. And you're going to see that the effect of movie making 20 years ago versus today. So Usually and a lot of younger better, kids, but that doesn't Hayden's always work. usually pretty good about yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Where he'll, like, he kind of sits back and he understands that this is what they had to deal with. 20 yeah. years ago so that's why this movie is the way it is you know but he's usually pretty good about it but yeah like his the acting were like, and outsiders really fucked with him he couldn't he couldn't get on board with it yeah, <laughs> i mean people have that reaction with movies versus books a lot too yeah like yeah this but, shit wasn't nowhere near as good as the book because, i think that was the bigger issue yeah. he loved the book so much but regardless like i, I was just using that as an example the yeah. older movies they're different you no know, that's why i've never watched the shawshank i read the story i can't remember which book it was in because as a short story it was like one of four maybe it was different seasons i'm probably embarrassing myself by trying to guess at it but yeah i read that and i was just like there's because it was a good story you know it's like there's no way the movie there's no way it could be the movie could be that good but apparently it's the greatest movie ever according to imdb i mean i think it's a fantastic movie you know we've talked about it before you know josh is uh you know he doesn't see the big whoop. I think that he respects that it's a good movie, but he just is like, it's nowhere near as good as people say. <laughs> he might not like it at all. Like I, I think that he he understands why it's big. He gets it. It's a night movie, but it's. I think that he thinks it's uh, overrated. overrated. I think that he thinks it's overrated. But I think, anyway, I like it. I love that movie. I think when Josh listens to this episode, he's going to be like, fuck these guys. I'm never coming back. He's gonna Aww. be like you they know, spent the last. You. He's like you spent the last ten minutes giving me shit when I wasn't there. But anyways, I mean, other than that, uh, that is it. Um, so we appreciate you coming on, Courtney. Um, it was fun. Thanks for having uh, me. Oh yeah, we loved it. Obviously, we've already planned to have Courtney back for at least two more episodes. One of which is going to yeah, be Demon Knight. Docket for a few. Unless this one bombs and sucks real bad, and then you'll never see me again. Yeah, it, she, like, yeah, she did say that if our if our listeners go from three to one, she's not doing. Yeah, it I'm done. That's it, Daniel. Anything before we check out? Uh, not much, man. I mean, I'm very, very happy that we were able to have Courtney on. She likes the show, and you know, she's one of us for the people who don't know her. She's uh, one of the bullshitters that sits here and talks ridiculous shit about movies and and things with us whenever we're all hanging out. So it's just natural to have her on and yeah. talk some shit and talk about a movie. So I'm Definitely. glad that she was able to come hang out oh, and do her thing. It. Yeah, it was nice having you on here. We, Like I said, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, but other than that, that's it. I think at this point, everybody should know the socials, right? Uh, the Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter.
Twitter. And it'll all be in the episode description. I'm not going to go through all of them, but it's in the episode yeah. description. Also, we added some new content to the website, and we do have something that we're going to try to do every week, and it's going to be top five list. The top five, as Daniel told me to rename that web page on the website. He's like, just rename the whole page, you piece of shit. And then I did, and then he forgot it. He fucking told me. But we have our top five Megadeth songs on there for our first one. Which I think that'll spark a good conversation because that's what he's talking about here. You know, people get on there, check it out. You know, like we want it. This isn't for us to put our opinions in your face. We want you to reply and have a conversation about what you think as well. And I can go ahead and tell you, Josh is already without knowing it shit on one of my Megadeth songs that I picked for my top five when he's like, this entire album sucks. I'm like, oh damn. Number five is off that album. (laughs) And he's like, like, yeah, that's the best. My songs are off that album. He's like, that's the best song on the album, but it's still it's trash. Like still shit. Yeah. Well, no, even the song's still trash. I'm like, oh, god damn. <laughs> like, okay, thanks. All right, guys. So that's it, everybody. We appreciate y'all listening. Before we go, I do have one last thing to say. Okay. If you're listening to this. <laughs> Josh wants you to know to look in the mirror <laughs> and appreciate how cute you are today. <laughs> and he loves you. And Jonah was squasking the act. Josh loves you very much. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right. See you all later. <laughs> <laughs>